who Kash Patel is. I think most of our viewers know, but, but we went back and looked at David Ignatius's reporting um, about how he um, ascended in the ways that he did. And, and I want to read this and then I want to hear any um, run-ins or experiences you had with him in your time in the Trump administration. This is from the Washington Post. In the Trump administration's four-year battle with the intelligence community, a recurring character was a brash lawyer named Kash Patel. He appeared so frequently in so many incarnations. He, he was almost a zealot figure in President Trump's confrontation against what he imagined as the deep state. At the start of the Trump administration, Patel was senior counsel for Devin Nunes when the California Republican chaired the House Intel Committee and emerged as a leading critic of the investigation by special counsel Robert Mueller. Patel's most prominent role was his final job, chief of staff for acting defense secretary Christopher Miller in the administration's last two months. In that position, according to sources close to events, he challenged the CIA and the NSA and very nearly became acting director of the CIA himself. And again, Trump's last um, national security and DOJ figures were the ones who actually um, stopped his ascent to those two specific posts. But just help us understand who Kash Patel was inside the Trump administration. Well, you know, there's a there's a public narrative, Nicole, that at the beginning of the Trump years, there was a so-called axis of adults that kept the administration together, kept Donald Trump in check and tried to thwart his worst impulses. Uh, I would largely agree with that narrative because over time, that axis of adults started to disappear. And so you can see the impact they had. Uh, by their absence. And halfway through the administration, many of those folks were gone. And the people like Kash Patel, who'd been suppressed during a lot of that time period, uh, not only got to run free, but many of them were elevated into the senior most positions in government, especially after the election. Now, I didn't interact a lot personally with Kash Patel, but I actually had a conversation recently with someone who was on the National Security Council and noted that as his star grew in the White House, People were fleeing the NSC because they didn't want to get close to this guy because of his reputation. And then in December of 2020, after the election, it was now starting to be rumint or rumor intelligence within the White House that Cash would be named, as you noted, as acting CIA director. This uh, individual I spoke to who was first at the National Security Council and then at one of Trump's agencies, one of his appointees, said people who worked with Cash were absolutely terrified of the prospect of him going to CIA. Thursday, 27 October in the year of our Lord 2022. Thank you. The afternoon version, the late afternoon, early evening version of the war room. And, um, you know, we deal with signal, not noise, particularly with 12 days to go. It's all signal. We're jam-packed. Uh, next hour, we've got Rasmussen, a poll coming in in Georgia. We, we're just jammed with polls, with horse races, with expanding battlefield. But every now and again, I've got to go to noise. And uh, I bring in the great Cash Patel. Cash, MSNBC this afternoon, normally they're beating on Cleta, And we got Cleta's next up. Cleta because she's all over making sure they can't steal the election. But for some reason, this is the full-on beat-down cash. I got no. I, hold it. I got news for these guys. Take this out. Can't, the minimum job cash will have will be CIA director in the in the in the second term, which is coming. Right? Could be even higher than that. Could be a bigger job than that. DOD secretary. Who knows? But Cash Patel. And by the way, that little weasel right there is the anonymous guy. That's the guy, the chief of Grundoon chief of staff at DHS. 
that the New York Times says was, was a senior administration official, <laughs> senior cabinet official. Cash Patel, why are they picking on my cash? Why is all of a sudden uh, the, day, the day to beat down on cash? Steve, you made my day. Thanks so much for having me on because you are the voice of the American people who want America first values. And let's just put this in perspective. Remember the guy you're talking about here, right? Let's look at the credibility of this man. I served in government for 16 years. That's something they would be praising people for, Democrat and Republican administrations, law enforcement, defense, intelligence, what have you. Uh, terrorism prosecutor, JSOC targeter, military service as a civilian, doesn't matter. All that's out the window when you get this weasel who had a tour in government that lasted four seconds, and he rose to infamy by trading off trash and writing a book that he was so cowardly to write he had to use the name Anonymous and a pen name. And then we figured out who he was. And we figured out why it was such garbage. It's like a second grader writing a uh, thesis on the Bible or something. But what's great, though, what I thought the best part was, Steve, they actually complimented you and mocked me in the same sentence. It's very hard to do. The adults that were running the Trump administration you referenced were you, and they were replaced by the children, me, who didn't know what we were doing. So I think that's pretty cool. I kind of made my day that MSNBC is glorifying Steve Bannon and hating on Cash Patel. That's pretty cool. I think we should play the lotto. Uh, Cash, um, I don't want to get into the details of everything that's going on. It's, it's not our yeah. place here to do it. But I, I will tell you that it's a full-on assault. They understand they picked the wrong issue set. They're getting smoked everywhere. we got Seb Gorka coming on later, uh, Boris Epstein, new polling from Boris. I've got uh, Mark Mitchell to start the 6 o'clock hour from Rasmussen. They're getting smoked, and you've been in politics a long enough time. You've been in this business a long enough time to know when something's shifting. They don't regret they're so hardcore in their hatred of Trump and you and other America first individuals, nationalists, not mm-hmm. globalists, that even on their demise, on the way out the door, they're going to try to pull some pretty radical stuff. Are they not, sir? Oh, absolutely. And you, you know, you got to remind these people what we did, Steve, what you did in the Trump administration was safeguard America, seal the border, put America first across the world. And we did that by serving in positions. Yes, I was the guy that exposed the Russia gate conspiracy, which has been proven. And it's funny that MSNBC would gloss over the fact that an individual had the gall to come in and take out our corrupt FBI and DOJ. But I've been on the road with President Trump. I've been speaking for him at rallies. I've done no less than 40 events for Kerry Lake in Arizona, Blake Masters, Adam Laxalt, my home state of Nevada. We're going all over the place to Pennsylvania, Florida, everywhere. And here's what I see, Steve, what you're talking about. What I see is the American middle so energized and disgusted by the disinformation campaign by the clowns at MSNBC and, this, and every other fake news media outlet that they are gravitating towards us. Because you know what we did continuously? We've put out the truth in that entire six-minute hit on MSNBC. The only factual thing they asserted was Steve Bannon was in the Trump administration and Cass Patel is younger than Steve Bannon. Um, and that's it. And because they, they have nothing else, what are they going to run on, Steve? I talk, to these, I talk to thousands of people a week across the country, not January 6th, not Russiagate. What are they going to run on, the economy or the fact that we're on the verge of World War III or the guy that used to be the former deputy director of national intelligence and chief of staff at DOD is saying that the politicization of the national security system has cost our American children, our American youth, and our American adults a chance at the American dream. They buy into that because those are the facts that they care about. And those are the facts that are driving these people to America first candidates that I just laid out. We're going to win Ohio. We're going to win Pennsylvania. We're going to win Georgia, not because of anything you and I say, Steve, but because we are going out there and talking to people about truth, about what we did to take on the Ayatollahs in Iran and wipe out ISIS, what we did to bring home American hostages. And if they don't want to talk about my career, I don't care. I don't want my career ever talked about But you and I did the mission. You were on the front lines. And when the truth is told about this latest Trump get Trump saga, 
it'll be the same thing. They'll fast forward the tape and make up a manufacturer a new one. But the good thing is we've caught up to it, and so have the American people, and we are going to have a red wave like no other. <clears throat> and uh, selfishly, I hope everybody buys my book, <laughs> The Plot Against the King. Go to plotagainsttheking.com. You want to know Russiagate at a level that Adam Schiff and the morons at MSNBC can understand it? We wrote it for you. No, no, you got to get these books. We'll talk about it in a second. I know you got to bounce. Um, I first met you when you were chief counsel for the House Intelligence during those the, the, mm-hmm. those dark days. I mean, massive fights, and people don't even know the full story of, of it today. When Cash comes out with his memoirs, they'll know it. But Cash, just a word of warning to the guy, men and women in the House are going to take charge here, given that we didn't get it all done when we had the House in the early days, early years of the Trump administration. What is your warning to them? What, what, what would you tell as you go around the nation and see the country coming together to back mm-hmm. these House candidates, to back Senate candidates? What, what, what word of advice would you give the leadership in the House uh, in the next two weeks and then after they take power? It's, it's simple. I said I, I have no problem going around the country campaigning for you because you care about America first values. And you better not forget the things that you campaigned on. Accountability, destroying the two-tier system of justice, and ending the politicization of law enforcement and our military. Gone are the days where you force individuals who are brave enough to serve this country to choose between fake and a fake China virus jab. These things have to be front and center, reinstating those law enforcement military personnel that were uh, removed from their positions because they chose faith over a, over a jab that wasn't fully tested. But what I'm going to remind these people of that we're sending to Washington, the Laxalts, the Blakes, the JDs, and everybody else, is you guys on these committees with the majorities have to come in and subpoena everybody and every record and put them out for the American people, not keep them to yourselves, too. you got to kick all these people off the committees like they did to us. Watermelon Head Shift, Swalwell and Company, AOC, and the whole squad have no business <clears throat> touching on the American Constitution because they have lit it on fire for the last five years, and they will not be permitted to have leadership positions of any kind, and we will conduct a full-scale overhaul of the intelligence and law enforcement communities, whether it's with through a church-like commission or otherwise. But every member of Congress and every senator needs to be known when they're sworn in on January 1st. They were sent there for these reasons. This is why the American public sent you there. And if they forget, I'm going to come on your show and remind them by name. No, we're going to do it by bayonet. By the way, MSNBC... You want something to complain about, about Cash Patel? Just, we'll cut the segment. You just listen to what he just said, because that's going to be reality. Cash, how do people get to your writings? How do they get to the books? How do they get to your podcast? How do they get to all of it? Thanks. Uh, two places, fightwithcash.com, fightwithcash.com with a K. With my charitable foundation, we're helping legal defense trusts and uh, tuition assistance programs and so much more. Check it out. I'm putting out free material, but at Cash on Truth Social, at KAS, the only place I live. But I do have a series, The Plot Against the King, which President Trump put out for me on Truth Social. We've sold over 80,000 copies. It's a fun picture story with a uh, reading level that Adam Schiff can comprehend about how they bamboozled with the mainstream media, the American public, about the false information that Trump was a Russian asset, The Plot Against the King. Then I collaborated with Dinesh D'Souza, and did a sequel called Plot Against the King, 2,000 Mules, talking about election integrity, which could not be more important and prevalent these days, even though so many organizations didn't want to cover it. So get your copies at plotagainsttheking.com. We've got Halloween costumes, and legendary country musician John Rich of Big and Rich even wrote a song for the series Plot Against the King. It's totally wild stuff. Check it out at plotagainsttheking.com and help us punish this mainstream mafia, the MSNBC haters seen in the New York Times and everyone else I'm suing for defamation. Check us out. We, we, we've been in a couple of foxholes with Cash. He's a fighter, never going to give up. Cash Patel, honored to have you on here, sir.
Thanks so much, Steve. Appreciate it. MSNBC, suck on that. Nicole Wallace, deal with that. Not not this old stuff. De- deal with that because that's reality. That's what's coming for you. Yep. 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 Deal with it. Or don't deal with it. It's coming for you anyway. I want to bring in the second most hated person on MSNBC in the mainstream media. That would be our own Cleta Mitchell. Why they hate Cleta Mitchell? Because Cleta Mitchell is standing in the breach and saying, hey, guess what? There's not going to be any cheating. You're not going to see any of these elections. We're going to the ramparts. Cleta Mitchell got a little situation in uh, in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Walk we us through do. it. And what's the, what's the solution, ma'am? All right. Well, uh, everybody's on fire in Pennsylvania because the Secretary of State's database shows that uh, in Pennsylvania, there have been 250,000, roughly 250,000 uh, ballots, absentee ballots sent out by mail. And the Secretary of State's office reports that uh, those are unverified. That means that there's something wrong with the verification of the person who applied for that absentee ballot. Absentee ballots have been sent by the counties. Now, we've been trying to get attention about this. The um, VerityVote.us and our wonderful uh, volunteers in Pennsylvania have been working on this. And um, now that uh, it's been uh, It's been pointed out by the uh, great Steve Bannon and others. Now then, they are scrambling in Pennsylvania to say, oh, no, 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 there's nothing to see here. Oh, well, maybe there's some problems with the database. But we are not stopping. What we need, what we want, what I'm asking is for anybody who lives in Pennsylvania who's willing to volunteer to help with this, you can go to verityvote.us and sign up. Or you can come to our website, www.whoscounting.us, sign up, and we are sending all of the names of everybody who is um, from Pennsylvania, and we're going to send you the information sheet, and we're going to organize people by county so that you can go to your county election office and make sure, make sure that they tell you that they are going to verify and how they're going to verify every absentee ballot going out in that county. They've never had this kind of scrutiny before, Steve. And it's making some people crazy. We've got legislators. They've got legislators who've sent a letter. That's making people crazy. Uh, it's making the people who've never been under the, the they've never had the light sh- shine up yeah. on them. Now we're signing it. We're going to do stuff about it. Uh, Cleta, one more time. Where do they go to your site? www.whoscounting.us. Whoscounting.us. Sign up. Help us make sure that Pennsylvania can be counted on verify every vote. Cleta, thank you so much. No, you got to scoot. Everybody in the Commonwealth, we need you. We need your shoulder to the wheel. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, There's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand. End quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit 
on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. And get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. The United States is now the world's largest oil producer and needs almost no Saudi oil. The United States has already cut its imports of Saudi oil by 90% over the past decade. Explain that to people who may not know that fact. Yeah, that's uh, pretty impressive that we've cut it back. Uh, it, it was about 2 million uh, uh, barrels of uh, uh, Perhaps a decade ago, now we're down to about 350,000 uh, barrels, and uh, we, uh, we're selling oil to, to Europe. We could keep it and be 100% self-sufficient. We, uh, we produce uh, more oil right now than, than the Saudis do. As an aside, I think very few viewers uh, would, would remember or even have heard that, in fact, we used to own 100% of Aramco, and in a moment of panic uh, after the Yom Kippur War, we wound up surrendering it at nominal prices to the to the Saudis uh, because they were felt humiliated about the success of Israel. So uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a U.S. U.S. control is is extraordinary. We're doing very well, and uh, that's uh, that's uh, to the uh, obviously the suffering of Russia and and Putin's agenda. He can't really yeah. sell his oil other than at a steep discount, a thirty five dollar a barrel discount, and he's the least efficient producer in OPEC. It's right. Yeah, let's move through through some of these others. By the way, it was the Nixon administration that panicked and gave gave that away. Uh, The second point, federal leases. This will be shocking to people. Everybody hold on to your seats. My friends at the Wall Street Journal editorial page, which I love reading every morning in National Review, which I love reading, hold on to your seats. Federal leases under I can't take any more. When Morning Joe's talking about National Review in the Wall Street Journal editorial page, Paul Gijot and the pencil necks over there, I can't take any more. I got Seb Gorker on deck. I got Boris coming up. I got nothing but hitters. I got Dave Walsh. I'm going to try to bifurcate Walsh because I got more energy to talk about, but I got to get this up right now. I've seen gaslighting, sir, but this is like full throttled gaslighting. Walk me through. You've had a chance to see this whole thing. That was Jeffrey Sonnenfeld, the head of the Yale School of Management, which is Yale Business School. Note to everyone, no one goes to Yale to business school, okay? No one of any, any real talent. What Walsh, what was he doing right there? Because it, it, if it goes on, it gets worse. What's happening? Well, what we heard was one of the most ringing endorsements of the accomplishments of the Trump administration that one could ever hear. And that's my Rorschach on it. I'm listening to, yes, we got to where we were outproducing Saudi with oil and gas. Yes, we have been a dominant... Uh, a very dominant uh, supplier of natural gas to Europe through the, the crisis. Yes, we have been, because we are now number one in the world in exports of LNG, ahead of Qatar recently, ahead of Australia. We're number one in the world. Who put us there? President Trump. Un- unleashed fracking across the country, where, except for certain states that won't allow it. Um, just marvelous accomplishments. Yeah, the, mainly those points were true. But they had nothing but, but to do. Hold, so but, therefore, but, but they're hang, hang on, hang on. They they take. They, but he's given that credit all to the Biden regime. Well, Am I not correct? Conflation. Yeah, by conflation, he's seeming to. But we know the reality. All we've heard from this administration is shut those things down. 
He left that out. Little detail. He left it out. Shut down <laughs> offshore drilling. Shut down pipelines in the country. Let's become dependent on others. Given the fact that we do outproduce Saudi, why ask? Why go over and beggar them for oil? What were we doing beggaring them for oil twice in the last three months, given the fact that we do outproduce them? Uh, no, it's a symbolic of this administration wants to take us in a back seat in terms of production, give away our SPA completely, uh, Strategic Petroleum Reserve SPR, and also would take us take us down to fifth or sixth place in production, which all of their efforts and strategies have been about. Therefore, yeah, then we would need Saudi again. President yeah. Trump had us in a position where we don't need them at all. We don't need to be begging them for oil, except that we are making it a reality that we, we want to for some reason. No, he left all of that out. The production okay, Dave, side, yeah, Dave, we've, done, we've done very well. Dave, hang on for a second. Dave Walsh put a pin in that. We're going to bring Dave back. By the way, Amazon's numbers, they try to be cute. They came uh, out after market today, announced horrific numbers. The guidance is d- dropping as we fall off the cliff. Don't look at the 2.6 GDP. That's ephemeral. The reality is the economy is not just slowing, it's crashing. Amazon dropped 20% in a few minutes, 20% stock off. Um, let's play. I want to play Seb Gorka. I got the cold open for Dr. Seb Gorka. Dave Walsh, you hang on. Well, you know, there's a, there's a public narrative, Nicole, that at the beginning of the Trump years, there was a so-called axis of adults that kept the administration together kept Donald Trump in check and tried to thwart his worst impulses. Uh, I would largely agree with that narrative because over time, that axis of adults started to disappear. And so you can see the impact they had uh, by their absence. And halfway through the administration, many of those folks were gone. And the people like Kash Patel, who'd been suppressed during a lot of that time period, uh, not only got to run free, but many of them were elevated into the senior most positions in government, especially after the election. Now, I didn't interact a lot personally with Cash Patel, but I actually had a conversation recently with someone who was on the National Security Council and noted that as his star grew in the White House, people were fleeing the NSC because they didn't want to get close to this guy because of his reputation. And then in December of 2020, after the election, it was now starting to be rumint or rumor intelligence within the White House that Cash would be named as, you noted, as acting CIA director. This uh, individual I spoke to who was first at the National Security Council and then at one of Trump's agencies, one of his appointees, said people who worked with Cash were absolutely terrified of the prospect of him going to CIA. Okay, I want to go, by the way, I, th- my next guest is Dr. Seb Gorka. I think Seb may be CIA and Cash may be DOD. They got to get ready for how we're go- how hard we're going to roll in the second term. Uh, look, we had Cash on to start the show, but Seb, I think you can do it. Who is that guy, and why is he on MSNBC that, trashing Cash Patel? That is uh, Miles Taylor, the author of Anonymous, whose definition of adult is the person with the most hair product in their hair. Uh, He used to uh, bring the coffees to the national security meeting and sit in the back. And he is the scumbag, the adult, who refused to apologize to Victoria Coates, who was falsely accused of being the author of the anonymous letter when he, he's so brave, Steve, that he won't even put his name to a stinking letter in the New York Times. That's how much of an adult he is. And that's a very telling interview because he says, did you catch the phraseology there? He said, the people who were suppressing Cash Patel in the administration 
Why, why was any presidential appointee being suppressed? And who was he being suppressed by? Because I can damn well assure you it wasn't anybody elected to office. It was members of the deep state, buddies of that scum like Miles Taylor, like General Kelly, who it pains me because the Marine Corps is closest to my heart. Sorry, sorry, Steve, I know. And that a Marine Corps general says that it's his house and he's protecting America from the man who was actually elected. Uh, don't get me started on Miles Taylor. He is he is a beta cuck latte drinking almond milk pathetic beta boy um <clears throat> i'm going to calm down now because i want to say something important i opened my show with it twice i'm going to open my sunday show on newsmax with it the clip of you outside the court after you were sentenced the smile in your eyes you are the honey badger god bless you steve bannon Brother, that's uh, Seb was my deputy in the White House as the strategist. Seb, I want to, you know, we focus on, and I thank you for that. We focus on signal, not noise here. We did bring in this because it is noise, but it's going to lead to signal. They picked the the wrong issue set. We got Boris up next with some data. Uh, We've got uh, the great uh, Mark Mitchell from Rasmussen in the next hour with data. It's all cutting our way in the last two or three weeks. They picked the wrong issue set about January 6th. However, you know these guys better than anybody. How dangerous are they going to be in the next couple of weeks before Election Day and then afterwards oh. in the lame duck session, sir? Well, you know, Drasserson just broke today about an hour ago that they have Herschel Walker up five points. Can we just internalize that? Herschel Walker off after the attack pieces. So please, can we have some more attack pieces so Herschel can like walk home with 15 point lead? How dangerous are they going to be? Just one thing. Watch the clip of Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton, two days ago, the biggest election denier in America who paid $12 million for the fake Russian-sourced op opposition research that was used to get secret FISA warrants to spy not just on General Flynn and Carter Page, but you and me in the White House. I have this from a former CIA station chief that there was a four-man NSA team that was tasked to surveil you and me inside the White House after the election. That is the woman we're talking about. And she she is just emblematic of what the left are going to do. It is going to be dirty tricks on steroids. And then we're going to see what? They're going to deny the election for four weeks, six weeks, two months. They're going to try and stop Nancy Pelosi losing her seat. But that's why it's important. Everyone watching War Room like right now, you find I don't care whether you live in California or Texas. You find 10 people who aren't going to go to vote in 12 days' time, and you, you take them to the polls, okay? If my wife, who hates politics, detests politics, can be the senior election official on, on election day for Fairfax County, you can do your part, because we need to have such a blowout victory that they cannot fix it in post. That's what we have to do in 12 days. Seb, I'm going to ask you to stick around uh, for a few minutes in the next segment. What I'm going to do is ask you about Putin had a, a, a speech today yes. that said this is the most dangerous time since the post-World War II. I actually think it's the most dangerous time to the 1930s. But he said this is the end of the West's dominance in geopolitics. And the new day is dawning and a new world order is rising. Dr. Seb Gorka will join us after a short commercial break. We have Dave Walsh. He's in the house, our energy 
as uh, expert, and we've got uh, Boris is coming up. He's got some charts and graphs about how we're doing and driving a massive, massive victory on November 8th. If everybody does their job, remember, we got to man the ramparts. Listen to Seb Gorka. They're going to be in the big denial business. We got to outvote the algorithm. We got to outvote the cheating. We got to outvote the money. And we got to get into those counting rooms and contest every illegitimate ballot. Folks in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, you know what you've got to do. you got to man the ramparts, and you got to man them starting tonight. Short commercial break. Dr. Seb Gorka, Dave Walsh, Boris Epstein, all next. In the- Fair warning. Listen to this convicted home title thief explaining what happens when he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance. It's in my name. Or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. You're living in a delusion. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days for that person to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit HomeTitleLock.com promo code radio. Then register your address for your no obligation home title report. A hundred dollar value you get for free. Again, get your free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com, promo code radio. Soviet Union has destroyed the equilibrium of the geopolitical forces. The West has felt that it's uh, the winner and has proclaimed a unipolar world order where only its will, its culture, and its interests had the right to exist. Now this historical period of undivided domination of the West is coming to an end. It's becoming the thing of the past. I mean, the unipolar world. We're facing a historic milestone. Ahead of us is possibly the most dangerous, unpredictable, and at the same time, crucial decade since the end of the Second World War. The West is is incapable of unilaterally governing humanity. However, it desperately tries to do that. The majority of the nation does, does not want to make peace with that. That is the main contradiction of the new era. When Putin says something like that, I think you ought to take that as a papal bull, okay? I've got two of the best guys to break this down, Seb Gorker and Boris Epstein. Uh, Seb, you first. Uh, This is your specialty. Tell us what we just heard. It sounded pretty – the only thing I disagreed with what he said is that this is like the 1930s, right? I, I obviously don't agree with the Uniparty. Uh, that we uh, that we had world right. domination, but but he's challenging that we got that. But I got it, and he's the junior partner of the CCP now. But when he says the most dangerous time in world history, people should sit up and take notice. Seb Gorka. Yeah, let me just start by quoting a great Nazi hunter, um, a, a Jewish survivor of the Holocaust. It pays to listen uh, to your enemies, okay? If they talk about destroying you, sooner or later you could take, should take them seriously. This is what I did before I joined you in the White House, is you know, study jihad and, and explain it to our, our troops and our IC guys. This speech is really important. Right now, if you want to have a translation of the speech from a Russian linguist born in the Soviet Union, go to my Twitter feed, 
Seb Gorka. Constantin Kissin has translated it. It'll take you five minutes to read. Read it right now. But here's the key. This speech was given at the Valde Institute. Now, this is the Russian version of Davos. Okay, so this isn't just for domestic consumption. This is for international consumption. And he isn't just slagging off the West. He isn't saying the West is crumbling. What he's doing is the West is crumbling. So join my world order. This is the most important thing for those conservatives who think a former KGB colonel who persecuted Christians can become a champion for Christianity and family values, grow up, wake up and smell the coffee grinds. He's a KGB colonel. He's not fighting Davos. He's creating his own Davos and trying to exploit his buddies in Beijing as well, although Beijing sees him very much as the junior partner. He wants to create a new world order where he is in control. It's not going to be possible. But one thing you have to understand, the main conclusion, the war in Ukraine is not about Ukraine. It's not about Bandera and Nazis and the, the you know, diminutive Jewish president. No, the war in Ukraine is about us and the West. Ask Ed Lutvak. This is about us and replacing America as a hegemon. Remember, this is the man who said the greatest geopolitical tragedy of the 20th century was the loss of the Soviet Union, Steve. Seb, how do people get to all your writings? I want to have you back. We'll have a robust debate about all this. But today, Putin threw it down hard. And now he's he now he's backed by the CCP. They talk about this permanent, the permanent partnership and the, and the foreign minister saying, hey, just like the Ukraine's ours, Taiwan's China. So things are happening in the Eurasian landmass. How do they get to all your writings, all your new and- newsletters? And next time we got to talk about Taiwan. So I, I'm on all social media, Truth Social, Twitter, you name it. The newest thing is the Substack. Go today to sebastiangorka.substack.com. That's sebastiangorka.substack.com. But we're everywhere. And for the daily radio show, it's sebgorka.com. And once again, Steve, superb. Outside of that courtroom, you laid you it down to the unit party. Keep on fighting, brother. Seb, one more time, your Twitter feed. I want people to get this uh, this translation. Oh yeah, you guys Seb Gorka. Yeah, that? the Twitter feed. It's it's at the top of the feed right now. It's the translation of the Putin speech by a professional Russian translator just back from the war zone as well. It's Seb Gorka. S E B G O R K A. If you go to the Twitter feed right now, it's a long thread from Konstantin Kissin. Read. Just make it. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to Steve. Listen to the words of Vladimir Putin, and then you'll understand what the war in Ukraine is really about. Seb Gorka, thank you very much. Honored to have you on here. I want to go to Boris Epstein. Boris, uh, talk to me. I have you on here for politics. You got a lot of, you got a lot of graphs, a lot of charts, a lot of polling, but I got to ask you about this first. Uh, Putin and these guys are what we call bad hombres, correct? No doubt about it, Steve. Honored to be with you. Honored to be with the posse. They're definitely bad hombres. And there's no doubt what Putin is doing here. He's throwing down the gauntlet at the West and saying that, hey, I'm not going anywhere. And he's, he's disrespecting the United States of America, disrespecting uh, America and its allies. And, hey, I was the first one to say back in February to that Vladimir Putin was making a mistake going into Ukraine. It was obviously a mistake. He's gotten way bogged down there. But here's the fact. He's a he's a caged lion, effectively. Russia's got a ton of nuclear power. Russia's got a ton of firepower, period. And it's, as you said, the CCP's, uh, the CCP's junior partner. So this Joe Biden, the Western Europe, the NATO alliance messed us up royally. 
and now they've backed Putin to a corner. I got to ask you, you got she throwing down at the 20-party Congress. There's not a coincidence. A couple of days later, Putin's throwing down. They're both partners. All night, and we start with Cash Patel. All day long in SMC is just trashing Trump, you know, Russia, Trump. Trump. Is there any possibility that these guys would be doing this if Donald John Trump was commander in chief in the president of the United States at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, sir? Zero percent chance. Zero percent chance. I mean, look, it's very simple. Look at any time that Putin has made an incursion. It was under, under Bush, then it was under Obama, and now it's under Biden. Putin has never invaded, never invaded, never made really an offensive action when President Donald J. Trump was in the Oval Office. President Trump spoke from power, acted from power, and he ensured that our adversaries and our allies would treat America with respect. And, and right now with Biden there, you know, sitting around yesterday in the Oval Office, completely feckless, can't even answer a question. His aides are yelling in the faces of uh, of the media, you got mainstream media being upset about it. Nancy from Bloomberg being upset about it. Say, hey, what's going on here? Why is Biden so so afraid to answer questions just a few days before the midterm election? So right now you've got a totally feckless regime in America, the, which is supposed to be the lone hegemon, and, and that is giving complete, complete strength and complete open opportunity to uh, you know to our adversaries all across the world. When when he put these guys, the Russians, it's unlike America. I mean, we're very, you know we're very history oriented. Always refer back to the the history of the republic, but China and Russia they live by this right because it's thousands of years of the czars and thousands of years of the emperor. When a guy like Putin says is the most dangerous time since the post war era when Stalin threw down and said, "Hey, you're not going to contain me. We're, we're on the rise. We're going to bury the West." How serious is that when he says is the most dangerous time, sir? It's, it, it, we definitely have to take it seriously. We absolutely have to be vigilant. We absolutely have to look at every single exigency here and, and determine what the American best interest is in that region. And what best interest is, is to walk away from a budding World War III and ensure that we are able to continue as the, as the hegemon in the world and continue to impress our power among all of the world. Among the, um, you know, toward our adversaries, and also to be treated with respect by our allies. Because let's be honest, if this if, if this war escalates and becomes more and more and more dangerous, what's America going to be left to do? And and the options are not pretty. The options are extremely dangerous for America, for our, um, American allies, and our future. Boris, I know you get a lot. We got about five minutes. I know you got a lot to talk about politics. You take it away. We said from day one over nine months ago, the last two or three weeks is when these things always break. The people in the middle, the lower information voters get engaged. They start making decisions on the lived experience of their life, what they're seeing, what they're hearing, and what actions they see. Where do you think we are right now? And see what they're seeing again, and, and international affairs ties to domestic affairs. They're seeing fecklessness. They're seeing failure from the Biden administration, the Democrats, they're seeing it at the border, they're seeing it on crime, they're seeing it on inflation, they're seeing it on, on sky-high gas prices. So right now, three states, let's take a, look, take a look at Pennsylvania, right now, Dr. Oz now up almost three points in Pennsylvania, and that's before you, ha- you actually have all of the debate being digested into the polling. So Oz up by three points, I will bet you after that debate, he's up by at least five. As you go to as you go to Nevada, Laxalt is now by, up by two points. 
He's now consistently beating Cortez Masto, the very, very weak and vulnerable incumbent there in Nevada. So Laxalt up by two, and that, and that spread has held or has increased over time week after week after week since, you know, really mid-September. And then Georgia, now for the first time in a long time, and really the first time consistently, you've got, uh, you've got Herschel Walker beating Warnock after that powerhouse debate performance a few weeks ago and overcoming the attacks from Warnock. You've got Herschel Walker and Erasmusen Paul up by five on Warnock in Georgia. So these three vital states in Pennsylvania, Nevada, and Georgia, Republican candidates leading, and then you've got Arizona, the Cook Report today, moving Arizona back to a toss-up between Blake Masters and China Mark Kelly, and more super PAC money uh, coming in for Blake Masters. Arizona looks like it's going to be a very, very, very strong opportunity. J.D. Vance winning in Ohio, and then Bolduck very much in the running, within a point of Maggie Hassan in New Hampshire, and you've got Tiffany Smiley in Washington with Patty Murray. So these races are unbelievably competitive. But what you see, as you said, the break is coming toward MAGA. It's coming oh, and, and in each one of these states. It's coming after you President got, Trump got, visited you, and had a major rally there. Fredericks is heading back to Vermont. You got Malloy's within shouting distance in, in the, in he's closing in, in Vermont. You've got Blumenthal on a complete unknown levy. Blumenthal's worried in Connecticut. This thing is blowing up all over the country. And, then, I and mean, of you've course, got, Lee Zeldin, go Lee Zeldin against Huckle. And then you got Henry against the absolute biased political persecutor, Tish James in, in New York. So this is a, the MAGA wave continues to build. And of course, you've got the House okay. candidates. Now, now it's safe to say we're looking at at least a 50 seat pickup for MAGA. And I think it's going to go higher and higher and higher. I need, I need you to go right now. We know this, that Lee Zeldin's done an amazing job in Manhattan, an amazing job in Long Island. Boris, I need you to give a call to action to all MAGA that hear this or can get to people in upstate, everything in upstate, everything north of New York City. If MAGA turns out, because they don't have time and money to spend there, MAGA turns out, Zeldin's going to have a sweeping victory. Boris, give a call to action. A thousand percent. In Buffalo, in Albany, in Syracuse, all across upstate New York, including Westchester County, Dutchess County, Columbia County, every single MAGA patriot, every single America-loving patriot has got to turn out for Lee Zelda. We've got to defeat Kathy Hochul, and you've got to turn out for Henry, the AG candidate, to defeat Tish James. That is the vital ticket there, and it's a real opportunity to take back New York State, to take back the vital area of New York for MAGA, for Republicans. There's never been a chance like that in a long time. And hey, we all know what it would mean to have Michael Henry beat the biased persecutor Tish James. That is vital for America, vital for MAGA. So under the leadership of President Donald J. Trump, go yeah. out there, vote for Lee Zeldin, vote for Michael Henry, vote for MAGA candidates, yeah. up and down the ticket, of course, including Congress. And take to, and take down New York, uh, take back New York City. We got to do that. We got to save the folks in New York City. Boris, how do people get to your newsletter? How do they get to your Instagram? How do they get to your social media? No doubt about it. The time is now. Let's get out there. Let's put our shoulder to the wheel. My website, hot, boriscp.com, hot on boriscp.com, hot on getter at boriscp, on Twitter at boriscp, hot on truth social at boris, hottest on the gram, boris underscore Epstein. Stay strong. God bless. Shoulder to the wheel, all offense, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. We're going to have more about uh, about the Putin speech. We're going to have more about the Xi speech tomorrow. More about Bolsonaro. We're going to do some Bolsonaro in the next hour. Um, boy, Seb Gorka, Cash Patel, Boris Epstein, Dave Walsh, Cleta Mitchell. Bang. That's a show. Guess what? 
there's still another block to go. You ain't seen nothing yet in the war room. Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication and energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now, don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone, 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only $99.95 plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to sat, that's S-A-T, 123.com sat 123.com slash Bannon and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's sat 123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action. There has arrived the new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived superior technology no more selling your personal data no more censorship no more cancel culture enough getter has arrived it's time to say what you want the way you want download now okay we're doing live streams not stop on getter we're found the brazil election we're found this election uh you got uh you've got uh you got the savage uh, the war room savage angels uh, Grace Moe and James Urkel with uh, Royce White tonight. They're then going to be doing the debate. I think Chewbacca out in Alaska, another 11 o'clock. The numbers have been huge. The commitment's been huge. People interfacing with each other has been incredible. Uh, Senator Baldick's uh, debate today has just been incredible. Make sure you go there. Also, we got Cortez. We've got uh, uh, Boris. We have uh, Dave Walsh. All of our contributors up on Getter Nonstop. I'm on Getter Nonstop putting up. Make sure you go check it out. Dave, I want to go into the energy stuff tomorrow or over the weekend. We'll get more time. I just want people, you're going to be gasoline. Two, two things are going to, number one, the debt ceiling is all going to be about the Republicans using the debt ceiling to take to shut down Social Security and Medicare. That's a lie. You're going to hear this nonstop. That the war room and these fanatics and all these crazy people with McCarthy are going to be using the debt ceiling to take away Social Security and Medicare. That is a lie. The other thing, they're going to gaslight you on energy, Dave Walsh, as you've seen on Morning Joe, the railhead. They got the memo out. Tell us what they're going to tell us on energy about what they're doing, sir. No, I think uh, in the next two weeks, we got a we got a special going on. The Dems love fossil fuels. What you heard from Boris, what's happening in the polls is devastating to them. The red wave is coming. It's going to crush them. So the new message, and it came within 12 hours of this uh, Morning Joe thing, was, oh, guess what? Fetterman comes out in favor of fracking in Pennsylvania. <laughs> a holding presentation of it, but very connected. He got the script, and I believe their script now is, because they're being killed on economic matters in the polls, they're going to be pushing fossil fuels for the moment, for the moment, for the next two weeks. So we heard it from Fetterman. We've heard it elsewhere. So, uh, and then so, we got, hold, hold on. So you're telling people this is a 12 day special. This goes into oh, yeah. the this goes yeah. to the evening of of November eighth. No doubt in your Absolutely. mind. 
We love fossil fuels. In fact, we created them. We created the U.S. dominance. We created the fracking. No, you remember Obama took credit for the fracking. And, and our professor, our dean at Yale, also mentioned the uh, bottleneck in the, in the cracking of uh, refineries, yeah. not enough refinery capacity, he complained about it. <laughs> Maybe we got some incentives coming along to incent refinery capacity. Best tax credit, Dave, whatever. Great. They listen, Dave Walsh. Dave, where, how did they get to you on social media, sir? It's Dave Walsh and Energy on Getter, Steve. Thank you. Thank you very much. Dave Walsh, is, you can't fool him. He's warned you about this. Dave Walsh, a great energy contributor. Thank you, sir. Uh, very special. I've got Representative Frank Ryan uh, from uh, the uh, Assembly in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. That's the author of that letter. Uh, Representative Ryan, tell us what's going on in Pennsylvania about these uh, what is it, the, the mail-in ballots, these, the, the, these names that are not on there. You're on top of this. Tell us what's going on. Steve, it's an unbelievably difficult situation that the Secretary of State and the Deputy Secretary of State have put us in. They're allowing unverified, non-verified ballots to go out uh, to citizens. And a non-verified ballot is when there's an error in the application process. And what happened was is the Secretary, Deputy Secretary Marks contradicted what the Secretary of State sent out. And so they've created this tremendous confusion with the counties about how to administer the election. But as of right now, there's approximately 255,000 non-verified ballots. That doesn't mean that they're illegal ballots, but it means that ballots have gone out without a voter application being appropriately accepted and verifying the forms of required identification that's necessary according to federal law to allow someone to receive a ballot and to vote in an election. So how do we, we'll have you back on to go more details about how this happened, but for right now, what should people, we had Cleta on here as a call to action to people to go to her site to volunteer to get this thing sorted. What is your recommendation? How, how do we sort this? Because we can't have another problem like we had in 2020. First of all, all the voters that are not verified are, are specifically identified in the SURE system, which is the State Uniform Registry of Electors. That's S-U-R-E. So I would encourage anyone who's a Pennsylvania resident and within their county to call their county election office and say that they demand that the non-verified voters be verified appropriately before mail-in ballots go out to them. And more importantly, Stephen, this is incredibly important. The counties are not permitted to fix the application. That's got to go back to the elector, meaning the voter, so that that voter then corrects it himself. We have had some counties tell us already that they've been going in and changing the data if they can see what the problem is. That's not the way that's supposed to happen, according to federal law. So I encourage them to contact their county election officers. If they're not convinced that they're going to do it, call the county commissioners in the counties that we have. Each county has three county commissioners and verify that. Concur with that, the members of the legislature, the 15 of us who signed on to that letter, are sending out the spreadsheets for each one of the counties with the number of voters uh, that have been non-verified so we can make sure that voters within that county respond to it. Steve, the Department of State has been completely non-responsive in telling the counties not to be responsive to citizens who are asking questions. So we have to continue, and I promise to continue putting the type of pressure on this fix so we can make sure that this election in the 2022 general election in November, safe, secure, and reliable. Uh, Representative Frank Ryan, how do people get to you? You have social media or website uh, people can go I, and check this out. I do. Our legislative webpage is rep Frank Ryan, R-E-P, frankryan.com. 
And obviously on social media, I'm on Facebook, Twitter as well, and would very much enjoy hearing from anybody as well. Uh, send us an email to our legislative email account or my personal email account. They're both listed on social media. I'm happy to respond. And if they need help on how to get active to help us, send us an email and I'll be happy to put you in contact with the local county coordinator because we're not dropping this issue until we ensure that the appropriate controls are put in place. You know, I did the elections. I was called active duty. I was sent to Iraq in 2004, and I did the elections in 2005 in Iraq. And our processes and procedures in Iraq with the U.S. military for the Iraq elections were significantly better than what I'm seeing in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And even the Democrat Auditor General in December of 2019 chastised the Department of State and the Secretary of State for the lack of controls and the procedural issues and their lack of cooperation in responding to the audit from the Auditor General of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And Steve, I thank you so much for staying on top of this. I know Doug Mastrano is doing it as well. We're going to be huge on this. Uh, Representative Bryant, you're a patriot and a hero. We've got your back. There's nothing more important. Thank you very much, sir. Sir, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Those are the people on the ramparts. We need everybody in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania to get to the ramparts now. Stick around. Mark Mitchell, Rasmussen, Georgia, blowout numbers, all next. Where? War Room Battleground. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. 
That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 